so unkind to me my body cries because you don't look like them i tell her and that's ruby kerr everybody hello 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 welcome to not in our will i'm danny and i'm steph and we're two women in our 30s navigating the trials and tribute raw real ready to talk today we're talking about body image this is gonna be a deep one guys a deep one and probably a long one yeah so we we touched a bit about it last week when we were talking about summer and getting to the beach bod and all that stuff but we're gonna dive into the history of body image the future of body image and what is it yeah who are you yeah who's she who are you (laughs) (laughs) very nice very nice (laughs) All right, so I guess we'll just, like, dive into it, you know? It's one of those topics that you just kind of got to... Get her in. Get get into her. Get into her. Um, So to start, I figured we'd just go throughout the body image... um, Like the history of it. Throughout the years, right? Um, And this is taken from a woman's perspective or uh, women's body throughout the years. So this doesn't necessarily correlate to men's bodies um, or LGBTQ plus or anything like that. This is just facts of what the ideal body shape was for women throughout history. Um, So prehistory to 1990s uh, had a focus on full figure silhouettes. So um, the earliest known representations of women's bodies are the Venus figurines, they're called. Yep. Um, And they were small statues from the like 23 to 25,000 years ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. So they they are like literally historical artifacts that have been made of a woman's body. And they were nice voluptuous. They were. They were uh, pear shaped with large breasts. But they had like you know gut. They had you know they rolls. They just rolls. They were like average, average, right? Um, and in Greece, for instance, Aphrodite, the goddess of sexual love and beauty, was portrayed with curves, mm-hmm. right? So that was many, many years ago, many years ago. So way, way back, way, way back, we were uh, you know doing the right thing. <laughs> Women with full figures were. Um, were looked at as goddesses and appreciated. And back in the day, too, you got to think you had to hunt and gather. And the women who had weight um, were seen as good baby bearing <coughs> and also and healthy. Yes, and because you're being fed and you're mm-hmm. well provided for. Exactly. <coughs> um, so me. this continued throughout uh, artist depictions all the way through to the 17th and 18th century um, until corsets were, you know brought to life um and that was in late renaissance to the 20th century uh so it you know sucked in your waist uh and it you know voluptuated the breasts and the hips and all that shit right the hourglass hourglass figure so that was huge in like the late renaissance era um and then in the 20th century we had a very defined shift to uh like a young slash very slender build so that was like a we had a big shift into the 20th century um in the 1920s and 50s uh there was the rise of the flappers Which were very, they're very boxy. They're very boxy, very slim, so slender bodies. um, And they appeared in magazines because that's when magazines and everything were happening. It was a big deal. Um, And then the epidemic of eating disorders actually started to occur during that time frame. Um, And in the 1920s and then again in the 1980s were the two periods which the ideal woman was the thinnest in history. 1920s and then the 1980s that's very surprising to me actually Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. before reading this what would you have said i definitely would have said the 80s for sure and then early 2000s but i didn't look back enough in long enough in history right because you got to think the flappers yeah they were like tiny tiny little 
petite little things, right? Yeah. So it makes sense. Um, and then anorexia nervosa was actually associated with the highest rate of mortality among all mental disorders during the 90s. Wow. See, that's what, like I would have said the 90s would have been my guess mm-hmm. of the thinnest time period. Yeah. So like that's when all of these eating disorders kind of, you know, started to make their I think, way. I think because the, the internet, mm-hmm. there's just, we're starting to get bombarded more yeah. by by social media, right? Exactly, exactly. <clears throat> so then in the 2000s, um, because of everything that has happened years prior, uh, nearly one third of children aged five to six, if they were to select an ideal body image, they would choose a size thinner than of that of their own. Oh, 100%. Um, and by age seven, one in four children engage in some sort of dieting behavior. By age seven. Yeah. Right? So it, the kids are learning this at a very, very yeah. young age. Um, and now in, you know, 2010s and onwards, we're starting to embrace diversity and all body types. Uh, and that's amongst all media and, and fashion outlets. So that's so a It's a thing. slow rise. There's still, slow some, rise. there's still some companies that... that don't follow that and don't care to diversify their brand. Of course. course. I think over time, I'd like to say that, you know, people won't be so loyal, but I don't think that's Mm, the case. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's always haters for fucking everything, right? Like, so, yeah, I mean, back in the 90s, you didn't see any sort of plus-figured model, male or woman or LGBTQ+. in any sense i i remember when like the 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 way the certain the people that media would um depict as being bigger like no they were sticks they were i i would have killed to look like that which is a part of a problem my (laughs) friends (laughs) um so yeah like all of all through all throughout history we've we've been told what we should look like and what portrays beautiful and beauty right what is what is beauty um but along with that like the if you don't look like that or if you have body dysmorphia or whatever it may be all of that poor body image has been linked to like so low self-esteem anxiety Anxiety, depression depression, which then leads to a serious development of an eating disorder right so it's it's pretty scary and it's not yeah i don't know it's fucked up how the media kind of portrays our view of shit um (laughs) There are, from what I was, that there's six main, Mm. so you already touched upon anorexia, so Mm -hmm. in case you're not aware of what that is, it's basically not eating Yeah, you don't eat. You don't eat. You can't find, yeah. You just think you're too fat, and you make yourself go hungry. The second would be bulimia. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's, uh, you would eat, but you're going to throw it up. Vomit it all up, yeah. Third is binge eating. Mm-hmm. So you'll maybe fast or, um, you know, not so much and then go freaking wild. Binge eating is huge, I feel, for our um, generation because growing up, <coughs> we had mothers who were grew up throughout the 80s when they were like our age, you know, and, and they went through so many diet fads mm-hmm. that having junk food in the house wasn't a fucking thing. Right? So if you went to a sleepover at a friend's house who had junk food, you were like, fuck yeah, I don't get this in my house. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to murmur, 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 murmur. That's a good point. Mow it down. Yep. Right? And now being of age and being of like an adult, it's the same way. You didn't get that proper knowledge Mm -hmm. to have that food in your house and not completely eat it all or not touch it at all. Yep. You know what I mean? It's like a fine line. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, This one, uh, I know it's an eating disorder. I didn't think it would be listed as like a top, uh, like Mm -hmm. a, you know, one of the six norms, but it's, uh, I I believe it's called PICA, um, which is an eating disorder that this is involves when you're eating things that are not considered food, dirt, 
soil oh my god chalk, like my strange addiction addiction mm-hmm. but that's a, it's a disorder right yeah like, of course i mean anybody on that show is honest it's a disorder mm-hmm. uh rumination disorder so this one is newly recognized so this describes a condition in which a person regurgitates food that they've already chewed and swallowed rechews it and then either re-swallows it or spits it out. So you're basically re-eating the same food. So you're not eating anything new. You're not eating anything new. Oh my or, God. Or, yeah, so that, this was completely new to me when I read what? it. Yeah, I didn't know that was. Yeah, I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. <clears throat> the last one is avoidant or restrictive food intake disorder. Mm. Um, so it's a new name for an old disorder. Um, the term replaced the ter- uh, the, this term has replaced feeding disorder of infancy and early childhood interesting hmm. uh, this is reserved for children under age 7 so individuals with this disorder experience disturbed eating due to either a lack of interest in eating or a distaste of certain smells, tastes, colors, textures right. temperatures, so like picky people picky people picky people and then, like most things, there's a spectrum. You can mm-hmm. be you can be a picky a little pick, yeah. But if you're like, no, I don't want that. I only yeah. literally want potatoes. There's also it listed purging as mm-hmm. another one, which is um, you eat a shit ton and then you throw vo- it up. vomit, yeah. laxatives, uh, excessive exercising, or like you're just individuals purging. So that's what they dis- discuss this. But they say, however, they do not binge in purging. Oh. So purging disorder, individuals with purging disorder often use purging behavior such as vomiting, laxatives, duratives, or excessive exercise. They don't want anything sitting in their stomach. Yeah. Mm. Um, night eating syndrome. Individuals with this syndrome frequently eat excessively at night, often after awakening from sleep. Mm. Oh, sorry, do I? I'm like, as I read this, I'm I was like, like fuck, I literally, man. I was like, that's oh. me. I'm like, I got all of these. <laughs> um, another one is other specified feeding or eating disorders. While it's not, it's called OSFED. Uh, while it's not found in the DSM-5, which if you don't know what that is, it's like the holy grail of mental disorders. Mm-hmm. Um, this category includes any other conditions that have symptoms similar to those of an eating disorder, but don't fit any of the disorders above right because i mean i feel like it's so vague you could have a little bit of each type of eating disorder it's the thing it's a spectrum yeah it's a spectrum it's exactly like any sort of other mental disorder yeah there's so many different spectrums of it right yeah and you can go through phases and it's just yeah it's nuts there's uh, another th- like this was something else we wanted to talk about which was body dysmorphic yes body right dysmorphia, disorder yeah so this is body dysmorphic disorder so it's a mental health condition in which you can't stop thinking about one or more perser- perceived excuse me defects or flaws in your appearance a flaw that appears minor or can't be seen to others most mm-hmm. of the time but you feel so embarrassed ashamed or anxious that you could it could lead you to avoiding uh, certain situations or um i was reading like you know every time you pass a mirror you're checking mm-hmm. you're checking you yeah. care very much about your appearance or sometimes you care yeah. not about your appearance because it's mm-hmm. to avoid it mm-hmm. uh scales stuff like that so i mean i thought that was worth the mention because it's yeah body dysmorphia is a it's a real fucking yeah. thing yeah about 2.4 percent of adults in the u.s i'm sorry it's from the u.s have body dysmorphic disorder 2.4% of adults. I feel like that's higher. I also would feel that mu- to you be know? much higher. Like, I, I feel like for me personally, I definitely have 2.5% amongst women, 2.2% amongst men. Interesting. So it's almost the same amount. That is really interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I. It's funny when I was writing up all these statistics and, you know, I wanted to try and get from a male's perspective, but we're mm-hmm. not males or you know Mm -hmm. we're not you know lgbtq whatever it may be trans we're not of that we're we're she and her but i was like to my boyfriend i'm like did you ever deal with this like was this any like can you tell me your experience as a male with body image and he was like yeah i never had any issues so it's funny you say that so if you don't know by now like stephanie's dating our friend tristan the gentleman who came gentlemen i gave them to way too much credit way there. too much credit uh <laughs> the, the the man child that came on for the dating episode in february that we did um so he's been a friend of mine since grade nine so that's 16 years now 
he i remember so in high school he was super super skinny yeah always had abs he was playing sports all the time blah blah blah. very athletic very athletic he went and me i've always been a chunky girl so and they never my friends never said anything i've always Mm -hmm. like appreciated that about my friends but um he moved away to edmonton for a little while he came back i was going to pick him up after he came back and i remember him calling me being like listen I just need to tell you something. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm fat now. I'm like, what? Oh my God. He's like, I just needed to tell you before you saw me. I, like a shock. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm fat now. I'm like, okay, well, you know. Yeah, it happens. Uh, no, but it's funny. And I was like, maybe you're not being honest with me about it, but like, maybe he just didn't feel the pressures or like he didn't maybe he didn't care. yeah i don't think I, he seems like the type that wouldn't care no, but then yeah but then on the care. the other hand i feel like you and i also might seem like the type that wouldn't care but we very much care yes and i feel like that's a woman characteristic yeah you know what i like, mean that's a you know my ex he doesn't he's the type of person that does not give shit like mm-hmm, he's a mm-hmm. you know fly yeah, by the seat it, yeah. of your I don't know what the thing is. Well, sick. <laughs> sure. Um, but I, I remember, like, you know, usually in a relationship, you, you gain weight, you lose yes, weight. You that's actually a thing. Yeah, you gain if you're weight. you're in a happy relationship, you gain weight. Relationship weight is actually, they've done studies yep. on it. It's a thing. So that's why I've gained, like, five pounds, everybody. She's happy. <laughs> but still, yeah, it's a thing. Um, but I remember him, like, he's he's one of the guys that can eat, like, Wendy's four times a week and just... I wish that was my life. I know. So do I. Although I don't because I, I would get into the habit of eating Wendy's. Wendy's which all the time. Which, yeah. Not um, great for you. But, but like, he got delicious. a teeny tiny little chunky belly. And oh. and to me, as a big girl, I'm like, yes! <laughs> I'm like, I love us. it! <laughs> but it, he was very self-conscious of it. Mm. Super self-conscious of mm. it. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Whoopsie. Excuse me. Um, so like, hi Connor, you just texted me. <laughs> hi Connor. <laughs> um, so yeah, there the different signs of eating disorders um, that you can kind of look out for with yourself, and I guess with people, your loved ones around and you. I think it's important to state we are not doctors. No, the internet is not a doctor. It's true. If you're concerned or you're, it's bothering you or you just have questions, go to an actual doctor, yes. please. And later on in the episode, I'm going to touch on um, certain outlets that you can reach out to if if you know you're you're going through this or if somebody that you know is going through this because it's important it's to know. very important and it's this is a could very get serious scary thing. Yeah. Um, so uh, there's some signs that you can like look out for. So extreme weight loss or gain, of course, um, a thin appearance, abnormal blood counts, fatigue, insomnia, dizziness and fainting, hair that thins, breaks or falls out, dry yellowish skin, dehydration, preoccupation with food, exercising excessively, binging, not eating in public, and reduced interest in sex, and the list goes on. So you got to think, right? Like the food is your, it's literally fueling you. So if you're, if you don't have that fuel, everything in your body will eventually slow down and break down slowly. It may, it may take It's trying to find it's trying to find something to eat Mm -hmm. and to fuel it Mm -hmm. so it will start gnawing at the good things that are in your body like your muscles yeah your muscles your liver your hair your literally your fingernails like everything like you you could tell you know it's super sad um but so danny what was your relationship with food and your body image growing up like i mean awful (laughs) awful yeah same so we had mothers that grew up in the 80s and they were mothers in the early 90s right and your mother was a mother in the 80s as well my mother was a mother in the 70s 80s and 90s she she loves that so yeah so she had she had a baby in the 70s 80s and 90s Mm -hmm. um but my mom has always struggled with her well she was a skinny mini 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 woman yeah but never had confidence so even when she was pin thin Mm -hmm. she still that's body dysmorphia right i know still didn't yeah and 
I love my mother, but uh, she definitely put that on me for yeah, sure. Yeah. Not, not you know, not intentional or whatever, but it uh, she, many things that I can look back on. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah you helped, you helped yeah. sway my brain a little. Yeah. fucked up. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm kind of the same way. You know, like my mother would do diets, and you know, yeah. would just say little comments here and there that yeah. maybe her mother had said to her. So it's, it's being passed down like generation to generation. Women were always told, like, you need to be thin. You need to be eating this. Why are you eating a chocolate bar? You shouldn't be doing this. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, mind you, my mom allowed me to have, um, like, sweets and certain snacks in moderation. Um, but then that would come with a backhanded comment, like, yeah. you shouldn't. You shouldn't. Why, like, Why are you eating that? You, are you sure you want that? Yeah. Um, my my parents being immigrants my dad is very specific with food mm. he did not allow us to have kd or um pizza or oh, like we we no. weren't allowed anything All so it stuff. became <laughs> it became um a secret between my mom and right. i so we would always sneak it every every so often. Mm. My mom, I know she would have things hidden in certain places. Right. Um, I remember she would try to lose weight all the time, and and you know she's not a small girl. Um, neither am I. Uh, but she she we would we did Weight Watchers together, and I was like I don't even think I was in high school. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right. I don't even think I was in high school. Maybe. Mm, and it's almost like maybe she just, maybe needed a friend to do it with. I, I'm going to be honest. I think it's because I was a chunky child and she wanted uh, me to lose weight. <laughs> Isn't that so fucked up, though? Like, And it, it's not even your mom's parenting style or anything like that because she didn't know any better. Yeah. Because at that time in the 80s and 90s, that's when diets were huge. And that's yeah. when the Diet 5 was massive. And, and then again, in the late 90s and early 2000s, that's when it came out that all of those diets were actually not good for you. Yeah. But to this day, there's still diets that they're oh saying, like the keto. keto. Yeah. Come I, on. If you're doing keto, like. I, I don't understand how you could think just you shoving butter down your throat. rapidly lose weight. Yeah. And then once you stop keto it's not like a lifestyle right like you gain it back within weeks yeah months right well key yeah keto is one of those ones that you just don't it's no carbs no sugar it's yeah you lose all the good stuff yeah so um, you're, but you're eating meat you're eating salt lots and lots of salt meat salt and uh, dairy is fine mm -hmm. and and they want you to eat fat yeah they want fats yeah. because you're supposed to i don't know like you're giving yourself so much fat that it's like eating the your fat body, like something. that's why it's called keto i think your body is going in some sort ketosis. of ketosis yes. right yeah but come on like fuck yeah it's Ugh. it's not a i i have to admit that there was a period of time where i highly looked into it mm -hmm. but it was after i kind of fell into accidentally doing it right um where I took out all of the carbs and stuff because well, I've been that, doing that for so that long. That was like me too when I thought I was celiac because right. my whole family is celiac, right? Mm -hmm. So I was like, I'm not going to eat any gluten. Yeah. I lost a shit ton of weight. Yeah. I And then I realized, and I had the blood test and everything like a year or so later after I had not been eating gluten yeah. for like two years. So I started eating it again. I gained so much weight back. Oh, I bet. I bet. But I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I like bread. <laughs> I like pasta. <laughs> I like cinnamon buns. And if if I'm allowed to eat it, if my body is okay with it, I'm going to fucking eat it. Well, this is the attitude we need to start adapting. I mean, it's easier said than done because genuinely, like, to this, like, I just realized in my 30s that I've had eating disorders and continuously mm -hmm. have eating disorders yeah, and yeah. body dysmorphia. Yeah, it's something that we continuously have to work on every 100%. single day. Yeah. Like I've, I, I, in six months I lost 45 pounds. Mm -hmm. I look at myself, I'm, I still look and I know you do. think I'm fat as fuck. I know you do. And, it, and, but my, but it's this weird thing because in my brain, I'm like, Danny, like your clothes fit differently. Mm -hmm. Your, the scale is different. Mm -hmm. Um, people have said it. Yeah. It doesn't matter though. It's it, all in your, I know it's, it's ingrained in there. So and it's awful. It's awful. And I was the same way too. When I was at my lowest weight that I have been in my adult life, which was like two, three, two and a half something years ago. It was the same way, though. Yeah. And you're almost more preoccupied with it in your brain when you are at that point. Yeah. 
in your weight loss journey, right? Yeah. Like if when you are there, you are more preoccupied with it, and you're like, I still feel the exact same way. I'm not skinny. I need to well, get more skinny. I need to another blah, blah, blah. thing. Another thing is like women's bodies are so hard. They're much harder. It's scientific fact that it's harder for women to lose weight. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, we have to put more effort Absolutely. into it yeah. and continuous effort mm-hmm. in order for us to maintain that because weight. Because it's a fucking yo-yo man. It is. I mean, our, our hormones are going up and down constantly and that increases our bloating and it mm-hmm. took, amongst other things. But you see the bloating. You, you don't necessarily think bloating. Like, I just think like chunky in the mirror. Like, you know what I, I, know, I mean? I and know. it's this weird circle that just keeps That's everyone... Literally, girlfriend, it's the same thing with me. I, like, if... For me, for instance, with my body image, if I am going to go out for a nice dinner, if I have something planned, like a birthday party, hanging out with all our friends, whatever, I will consciously like not eat because as soon as I eat, I get fucking bloated and my outfit looks different on me, which is fucked. I mean, it does... A a massive contributing factor is my endo, but at the same time, Mm -hmm. it's like... You, you put this the one pair of jeans on that you're going to wear that fit you, you know, majority of the time. You eat one meal and then all of a sudden you're yeah. like, like yeah. what the fuck is well, that? Well, again, Bullshit. like, so like I, I you know, again, I, I lost the weight in six months. But since November, I have not, oops, sorry. Since November, I have not, uh, the scale hasn't changed. You're like Since plateaued, November. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I mentioned it to my friend Alex. She's like, well, you look, still look different than you did mm-hmm. in November, which to me, because the scale hasn't changed, even though I know muscle weighs more mm-hmm. and I know that I've been working on it, I'm not like, there's yeah, some muscles. There's some muscles there. <laughs> um, and, like, things are still fitting differently. It's, it is, like, I weigh myself every time I walk into the bathroom. You know what's funny? How... Like you have the scale, you weigh yourself all the time, blah, blah, blah. I literally, even when I was conscious about what I was eating and blah, 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 you still am. I've never owned a scale. Yeah. I've never, I made that conscious decision when (laughs) I moved out of my parents' house that I was like, you know what? No, not doing it. I'm just going to fucking. It's, it's smarter that way. Because I feel like I would be the same like you. I would be obsessed Const- with it. watching it. And like you have a scale. So when, whenever I go into your bathroom upstairs, I'll, I'll step on the scale. Yeah. My grandparents have a scale. Every time I go in there, yeah. I step on it. And it's funny because I see my grandparents, you know, once every couple months and whatever. Sometimes I don't step on. Sometimes I do. Last time I weighed myself, I was like, you know, 20 pounds lighter. Went in 20 pounds heavier. And I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. Like, what and the, the those. It's it's it is a it's a it's a mind game. It's, it's it, it, totally a mind game. But for me, because I'm so I'm making the conscious effort to be aware of my flaws and my disorders. Right. Yeah. So I'm being self aware, knowing what's happening, and trying to avoid Better, it, or yeah. or trying to um, own up to it with. Um, with my friends so I mm-hmm. will message Stephanie and Alex and tell them okay I didn't eat today like I need and then yeah. they yell at me yeah we yeah you know because <laughs> my body and like and it's funny I've had these conversations with Alex and she her body is definitely not like mine I would assume not like either of ours because she um, like I've said to her and I've told you guys like I will go away for a weekend and I will gain like yeah. five to seven to it's ten pounds yeah I'm right the same way yeah and she's like i just she and she's like i don't believe that and i'm like i'm i watch it i you know how it's often happening. i'm watching i know i my body just yeah. gained this much weight and that is those are so hard so it's weeks like that which i just had one of those where i gained literally seven pounds over a weekend i ate one meal every day for that week even Which though is not I knew, okay. no, it's not okay. But and I knew it was not okay. I said it early in the week that I was doing that, and yeah. I still kept doing it. And every morning I woke up like, no, I'm gonna feed, my, make myself breakfast. But I just got later in the day, and I yeah, just didn't it do just it. Didn't do it, yeah. it didn't become a priority. And I find though, when I'm eating properly, and and this is my thing, like I'm trying really hard to educate myself. And like I said. I didn't realize until I was in my 30s that this shit is in my brain. Like, I mm-hmm. didn't click yet. 
like mm-hmm. I just like oh it's you know whatever, whatever it's normal yeah. but yeah. it's not normal well yeah. it's normal but it's not okay I oh, guess okay. you could say yeah. um but I'm really trying to educate myself so my trainer at the gym he I think has a degree in nutrition and stuff like that and he has helped me immensely mm-hmm. and he also will check in on me be like did you eat today because mm-hmm. I've been very honest with my issues mm-hmm. um and he'll be like did you eat today and I'm like e- yeah or no mm-hmm. and he's like you got to go home. You got to go eat. You got to do this. And he'll, he'll, he's also keeping me in check. So I think important thing is be honest with people you trust and absolutely and have, have them help you check in with yourself. Because if, I mean, it's important to educate yourself. There's a lot of really powerful things that you can learn about food, mm-hmm. like really powerful yeah. things. Um, I've said this, I think, in the podcast before. Learn your blood type so you can learn what food works best for your body. Um, I find that on weeks that I'm eating consistently, I'm losing more weight mm-hmm. because my body has fuel to fight off. And then I'm just working out and doing all the stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's really, it's this weird game. You think that bodies, it foods the enemy, but it's not. It's not. It's literally your fuel. We need it. And water. Water, yeah. Fucking drink your water. I'm I'm still so bad with that, but. Literally, drink your water. (laughs) Um, And you know what? It's, It's super crazy how social media has played such a role but now with social media being such a big thing in the 20th century with things like instagram and facebook and and twitter and tiktok it's becoming more positive yes than what it was without those outlets right so we had magazines we had tv shows we had commercials we had things that were being force fed into us yeah this is what you should look like this is what you should look like this This is is the the ideal. ideal whoa Wow. <laughs> uh, but, but now we have the voice with the social media that we have now to be like, fuck no. Because There's now other we, can, we can post for ourselves. Yeah. And everybody can just vouch for their own bodies and exactly. be like, what is So you're telling me what's wrong with this? Like, this is what I'm born with. Exactly. And like, back that, like, you know, back in the 80s and 90s, we didn't have that. We would just have to be like, okay, here's your billboard. F- here's your this. Here's your that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Fine. Like, this is what we're supposed to look like, I guess. We don't have anything else to say or do. Like, this is being fucking the, forced to us. Yeah. Um, which brings us to like the body positivity movement, which is huge. Um, and it actually, it didn't even start in like the 2000s or anything like that. It started in 1850, um, to the 1890s, uh, which that surprises me. Yeah. Yeah. So it was the Victorian dress reform movement. So it aimed to put an end to the trend of having women have to modify their bodies by corsets to fit certain outfits. That makes sense now. So women were getting fed up with it. Like, I don't want to be super uncomfortable all the the fucking time. time. I don't know if anybody's ever worn a tight ass corset in their life or a dress that ties up like that. I have. It's not fucking fun. Yeah. It sucks ass. You cannot sit down. You can't eat one piece of food. Yeah. It literally sucks. Yeah. It's bullshit. Um, and then now, unfortunately, kind of swinging it back to our day and age, we have unfortunate social media influencers and yeah. famous people like Kim Kardashian who literally just walked the Met Gala and glorified the fact that she had to lose, I think it was 15 to 18 pounds to fit in Marilyn Monroe's dress. And she didn't even fit into it. She didn't. They had to like, on the she, butt. They, she wore her coat to cover it. Mm-hmm. Beyond the fact that she shouldn't have worn that dress, that yeah, really bugs me. Yeah, disgusting, makes me sick. Get your sick-ass body out of that. Oh, I'm sorry, it makes me so mad. It just makes me mad because that dress was specifically made for her. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't have been for, made for it. Yeah, it like, shouldn't have been touched or or yeah. And I mean, it again, it didn't even fit her. So what was the point? Yeah, the she looked beautiful, she but they could have made glor- a replica. Yeah, and they she glorified the fact. She's like, yeah, I had to like not eat. Yeah, like I didn't eat carbs. I didn't eat sugar. I didn't eat anything. The thing with these celebrities is that that people. 
but like a lot of the times they're not owning up to things like they don't own up to the butt implants the mm-hmm, cheek implants the mm-hmm. lip implants the, the is the that this that we're just constantly like looking at fake and thinking it's that fake, it's yeah, okay and we think it's real and and then people think that's pretty yeah fake is not fucking pretty I mean, you do you, but just be, just own up to your shit. Like, that's what I think is important is that, like, I remember seeing a, a, like a tweet or something that this girl, you know, I don't know, probably some sort of influence or whatever. She woke up from bed and she looked beautiful, you know, just, you know, posted Mm -hmm. a picture and somebody commented like, oh, I wish that I looked like that when she woke up. She wrote back. She's like, I don't look like this when I woke up. This is fake uh, extensions. I have lip filler mm-hmm. in. Um, the sun is hitting the right, like, and just went off saying, like, this is not. And y- Yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. And for my Instagram page, my personal Instagram page, my caption is enjoy the exaggeration of my life in photos or don't, whatever suits you. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I think that's totally it. It's an exaggeration of who you are perceiving yourself to be to this it's world. The, it's the best parts of it. It's the best part of you. It's your best angle. It's your best, you know, you suck Moments. in. You, you, you know, you have your pretty outfit on. You have this, you have that. You're not yeah. going to take a picture when you're sitting at home. You have no makeup on or when you're depressed or when you're in a, you know, a state yeah. of, of not feeling good. Yeah. Right? So, and then all of these people are seeing only your best so if they can't even feel like they reach that when they try their best it's it's a matter people i mean this is the thing so one i think like we mentioned people are starting to be more honestly accepting and loving of themselves which Mm -hmm. i think is awesome yes um huge and i love it i wish I could do that, but I'm trying, right? Hey, We're trying. It's, it's a journey. It's yeah. a journey. Um, yeah, I mean, but this is, this is it's just, it's a, f- a really fucked up world that we live in, and we're constantly being bombarded by all these beauty, quote-unquote, norms, but what is the norm? Like, there's nothing. Like, what? And honestly, is that person really beautiful? Like, to me, beauty isn't what you fucking look like if i was to ha- sit down and have a conversation yeah. with kim kardashian say if all of a sudden you disappeared and kim kardashian fucking popped up in front of me you really think we'd have more views we'd have more views <laughs> but like whatever you know you really think i'd be able to make a connection with her like i've made with you yeah yeah right i know i mean i know it, but it's hard because then you got to be like there's some people that are celebrities i'm like damn i would be best friends with you some people, but it's also the persona that I they know. create. I know, right? Well, you never Seth know. Rogen. I uh, yeah, mean, Seth Rogen. Hey, if you want to sponsor us, yeah. what up, boy? Talk poetry. We, we could. No pottery. Pottery. I meant to, I meant to say pottery. And weed. And weed. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> um, so back to the body positivity movement. So after that a whole corset thing they had a thing called the first wave it's the actual first wave of the body positivity movement so everything before that was just like little hits here and there so like the corset thing was like a ooh, we're gonna try this because fuck your system so the first wave happened in the 1960s um it was a fat acceptance movement so a new york radio host called steve post held a fat in so it's in quotations, fat in Central Park in 1967. Um, so it was described the, to be the movement uh, to protest discrimination against fat, like fat people and, and anything to do with fat. Yeah. Um, so that was like the first wave. The second wave happened in the 1990s. Um, so programs were made specifically for overweight people. Uh, there was like a program called Making Waves, it was called. Um, so it was for people who didn't feel comfortable joining a wellness community or a gym. So it was like at home stuff that you could do, a community where you didn't have to be out in the public eye, mm-hmm. in the gym if you didn't feel comfortable enough. Um, and then within that second wave, the dangers of dieting also became apparent in the yeah. 90s. So all the fucking crazy diets they had. Yeah. And then the third wave was in the 2010s. So the social media culture, (laughs) which is kind of what we were talking about, right? So Instagram, Facebook, etc. So we have 
people who literally are paving the way and have paved the way massively with social media, such as Tess Holiday. I don't know if you know of Tess Holiday. I don't know who Tess Holiday is. So she is a model. She's a plus size model. <clears throat> and she founded um, this group called F Your Beauty Standards. So it's like an Instagram group. She sells products. She sells like just mm-hmm. literally living your own life. Mm-hmm. She's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. A gorgeous, gorgeous woman. Um, But she basically was like, fuck this. Fuck the system. I'm going to be a model. And when she wanted to be a model, there was no plus size models. Mm -hmm. And she was like, fuck it. I'm doing it. Like, I'm gorgeous, which she absolutely is gorgeous. And she got a modeling deal. And now this whole F your beauty standards is a massive thing. She's a model. She's been in so many different things. I think she was on the cover of like Vogue and like insane things, yeah. right? Yeah. So she's actually really making a difference. Um, and then you got to think of fucking Lizzo, for instance. Yeah. A, music, a musical artist who is literally like same thing yeah. as Tess Holiday. Fuck your shit. Dick 30. I yes. love that as my favorite thing. <laughs> right? And she's like, I don't care. I'm gorgeous. She goes on Instagram. She shows her body. She's like, yeah. all these skinny bitches like Kim Kardashian, whatever, whatever, they can show their body in a bikini. Why can't I? Yeah. You know what I've been thinking as you've been speaking is um, I find it odd that, you know, um, sometimes people would make like fat people a fetish in a way. Yeah. Like, that's it. That's just a human, like yeah. Why are you fetishizing their size? I and, don't know. And do people fetishize really, really skinny people? Like, I don't is know. That a thing? Maybe. Well, there's this YouTuber that I specifically know uh, of. I've never watched a video, but her name is Eugene Eugenia Cooney, I believe, mm. and she has severe anorexia. Mm. Like, and so she posts, and people just see her very severe anorexia and um i mean to be fair i'm kind of talking out of uh, blindly because i'm not exactly sure if she if she's getting help i know she was at some point got Mm -hmm. much better and now it's kind of just reverted back but then there comes to a question like (laughs) there comes a question where you're like is that okay? Like, yeah. is that okay? Because there can be people that will toss the coin, be like, "Well, if her You're fetishizing obese people, why can't you fetishize?" Yes. Or, or if if Lizzo or anybody else, I'm just thought of Lizzo because we just said it. If she's able to show her body, be as be beautiful and be whatever, mm-hmm. why can't the anorexic show mm-hmm. and be fine? Mm-hmm. So there's this really fine line because what I see in Eugenia is. A disorder that's illness. eating her illness um what i see in lizzo is i know she's active she mm-hmm. fucking is a, a she works she's out a, all the time she yeah. works out all the time she's literally a musician do you know how hard she dances on stage yeah like so crazy. so you know yeah. that she's doing something for her body yeah. but she's a big woman yeah so is is there a right and wrong like can, but can, then you have to think of the other side of the coin in terms of what like people who are bigger like my 800 pound life or whatever yeah yeah those people are literally just sitting on the couch eating and yeah eating themselves to death yeah right like it's it's a mental disorder so who's to say what's right or what's wrong and i think we need to get to the point where mind your business mind your own <laughs> fucking business if you decide to live your life like that yes it's not okay if you have an eating disorder binging purging anorexia whatever it may be on on both sides of the spectrum it's not okay but talk about it yeah and be a little bit more accepting of people regardless of their fucking size yeah who cares be more accepting of yourself yes exactly well i think the thing is is people need to stop caring one about other like not stop caring about other people because obviously you need to care about people but i think what other people think yes that's exactly Mm -hmm. it you need to just kind of if you're happy doing what you're doing, who gives a fuck? Who gives a fuck? Which is a lot easier said than done. Of course, of course. Because we've been told now and we're being conditioned now to have everything on social media, right? Even back in the day when we were like fucking 15, yeah. it was still like, well, 
image, right? Yeah. My body image. This is how I'm, you know. But fuck, I don't know. I don't know, man. I mean, at the end of the day, the goal is to find a way to kind of just love yourself. Um, yeah. If you, if any of the disorders that we spoke about. Um, seem to have hit some sort of nerve or something in yourself. You're like, hmm. Um, honestly, educate yourself. Mm-hmm. See what you can do. Um, see how you can help yourself. It's always going to be a, somewhat of a battle, mm-hmm. like any sort of addiction, like any mm-hmm. sort of mental illness. It doesn't yeah. go away overnight. It's not that easy. Exactly. Um, food can be a really beautiful thing. Um mm-hmm. You know, you don't, it doesn't need to be boring. It can be really exciting and still mm-hmm. be really good for you. Absolutely. Um, exercise does not need to be as intense as no. you think. Go for a walk. walk yeah. A walk outside, um, guys. You know, nature is beautiful. Get your, like, literally go out in nature. It's the, the thing. So thank yourself. I, the thing I've learned the most in this specific weight loss journey, which <laughs> trust me, there's been many in my 30 years, um, is I took my time. I made it become daily life stuff rather than binging or, you know, rather than focusing so intently on the food and focusing so intently on the workout. Yeah, I do go to the gym twice a week, but it's because I fucking love yeah, doing the moist. I, I love it. You're I'm not, I do not feel exactly. forced at all. Um, there are times where I do need to push myself, but that's me taking accountability for myself and my mm-hmm. own goals yeah nobody's telling me that i actually have people telling me I mean, well my mom's like yeah okay you can stop now i'm like but it's not about that i'm not trying to be anorexic i'm trying to find a healthy balance and i'm trying to find the love for myself yes yes because yeah. again even at 45 50 pounds wherever i'm at now Th- that's still not there mm-hmm. um i still look in the mirror and i honestly think so i'm i'm trying so that, yeah so that's that comes from other things right comes like, from other things but and you can't like you have to figure out that journey by yourself absolutely and, and it's your own self-love and your own body image that you have to correct and you have to not necessarily correct but be happy with i think in most things in like most things in life you need to just be um easier on yourself yes absolutely um, it's not do. a big deal if i gain seven no. pounds over a weekend it's an absolute did you enjoy good food did you have a fun time well to be fair my stomach really hurt Ooh. well, <laughs> well that was sucks. let me also say this um this is something to do with just eating and i just want to say this and i think we'll wrap it up for today when you are working on this journey of trying to get, you know, find a good place with food, um, you're you're goodest because a lot of times people have stomach uh, like gut mm-hmm, rot or think mm-hmm. they have like um, uh, fucking what well, your shit all the time irritable bowel syndrome. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, when I first started looking into food, I mentioned to my friend who helped me um, that you know I have stomach aches constantly, all, the all time, day, yeah. every day sometimes woken up in the middle of the night and i'm like i have irritable bowel syndrome he's like eh, let's just let's just wait i changed my diet i focused on what was making me feel good and better mm-hmm. i haven't had a stomach ache in fucking months yeah in months yeah so not only am like for that reason alone mm-hmm. just working on my food and and, yeah. and my appreciation of food has been just a godsend absolutely and it's funny too because even though like when i did cut out gluten and stuff i was the same way i had dealt with stomach issues for years yeah so it's almost like your body even though i got the blood test even though it was like you're not celiac you're not this i could still have an intolerance to it yeah for sure you know what i mean and if you you just need to like trial and error or don't fuck whatever you know (laughs) Do it or don't. We don't Do care. It, yeah. Whatever. Like love yourself, man. If you want to eat the fucking pizza, eat the pizza. If you don't want to eat the pizza, don't eat the pizza. We're not telling you what to do. We're just telling you what to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so our music artist for today is Mother Mother. Uh, they're a Canadian indie rock band from Quadra Island, B.C., 
So I chose Mother Mother for one because I fucking love them. Um, And for two, because the lead singer Ryan has had eating disorders and he's been trying to overcome them for many, many, many years. Um, If you follow them on Twitter or Instagram or whatever it may be, they're very public about that. Um, Just recently, he posted something on Twitter about, you know, his eating disorders and how he's trying to get back to loving him and like food is fuel and that kind of stance, right? And uh, a lot of their lyrics and a lot of their backstory has to do with body image and eating disorders and, you know, all that stuff. And even if you were to go to their website, which I did, um, they actually have resources. Uh, so if you go to mothermothersite.com, uh, their resources that they have, they have National Eating Disorder Awareness. Um, so you can click on that if you have any issues or if you're, you know, you feel like you're going through something and, you know, you need to talk to somebody. Uh, they have the Trevor Project, which is an LGBTQ plus movement and, uh, you know, really helping in that sense. Um, they have the Suicide Prevention Lifeline and they also have Kids Help Phone. So they are a band that is um, very woke, I would say. Advocate. They're advocates for loving yourself, and uh, it just made sense to choose them. So please check them out and uh, give them a follow and a like because, yeah, they're great. And I mean, while you're at it, don't forget to follow and like us yeah (laughs) fuck i mean comment on our stuff like we really genuinely love interacting um it really excites us to see Mm -hmm. comments and like y'all if you're texting us about the episode just post it so that we exactly so that we can have maybe open discussions with other people as well and like Mm -hmm. people comment and it can become more this is the point like yeah we're talking about things that we think should be talked about and we know that you want to talk about them too i know it's hard (laughs) but do it do it that's what she said i know it's hard do it (laughs) (laughs) but anyways on that fucking note let's boogie catch you on the flip side Just a body of years See the skin disappear